Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week, the leaves are changing, the air is cooling, and Micah begins to sneeze. This has me questioning whether or not this week's movie takes place in California or not, but I have a feeling it doesn't. I, uh, I don't know where it takes place, but I don't think it's, I don't I don't think think it's, it's California. I don't think it's California. <laughs> there's, there's quite a lot of snow. And, I mean, I guess maybe in Northern California they get a lot of snow. I don't know. No, I'm sure they... No, it's a long I mean, state. They, they, do get, they do get a lot of snow in yeah. California, I'm pretty sure. Like well, North California, I think. Well, yeah, it could very well be California. I don't think it's Southern California. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But anyway, um, here we are. We're recording the first episode in the fall season, if you couldn't guess. Yeah, we're we're here. Um, My name is Robbie. And I'm Micah. As you might have guessed from the uh, intro. But uh, this week we're talking about. We we decided that we oh, wanted good. to talk we didn't, about. We didn't say welcome this time. No, I I specifically <laughs> avoided it. But now you now you've brought it up, Micah. It is set in Vermont. Set in Vermont, which makes you know that sense makes sense. For yeah. The snow. <laughs> um. But yeah, this week we wanted to do something. Uh, since it's our first episode in the in the autumnal season, uh, we wanted to do something kind of kind of fall fall related. Yeah, and this 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 one looks it looks like fall. I was about to say it's got the fall the fall leaves. You yeah, know, it's the it's the fall semester at the, at the school. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Um, they go all the way to winter. But, uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite movies. So. I don't think we've actually said the name of it. <laughs> yeah, you did, because you said where, something about where Dead Poets Society is set. Oh, did I? Oh, I didn't think I mentioned the name, but yes. <laughs> I thought you did. Anyway, we're talking about Dead Poets Society. We're talking Society. about Dead Poets Society <laughs> is the lesson here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, before we get into our thoughts on the movie, let's go over what you guys need to know about it. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Dead Poets Society is what we're talking about again. Uh, it came out in 1989. Nice. Uh, it is rated PG. Uh, it is two hours and eight minutes. Uh, its little IMDb description is uh, Maverick teacher John Keating. What? Maverick teacher. Maverick teacher <laughs> uses poetry <laughs> to embolden his boarding school students to new heights of self-expression. <laughs> Wait. Wow, that sounds like a real heart warmer. It's <laughs> a weird, weird description, but I mean, not inaccurate. So, uh, <laughs> featuring the cast of Robin Williams, yes, Robert Sean Leonard, yes, Ethan Hawke, yeah, Josh Charles, yep, <laughs> Gail Hansen, absolutely, Dylan Cussman. Yeah. You know, I said I didn't need help pronouncing names. <laughs> a. a- Hold up. Alion. Uh, yeah. Alion? I, I have no, I, I have no I assume. idea. I don't know. Maybe. It's the guy who plays Meeks. Oh. He's fun. Yeah, he's fun. Shout out to him. <laughs> uh, directed by Peter Weir. Written. Peter Weir. By the Tom MVP. Shulman. <laughs> Shulman. 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 All right. Written (laughs) the same guy who wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wait, really? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All the thematic depth of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. (laughs) 
And and that's all you need to know. This was the this was the second Ethan Hawke movie. Um, the second Ethan Hawke movie. <laughs> uh, this was yeah. I mean, who doesn't like R- Ethan? Robin Hawk? Williams at the height of his power. Robin Williams at the height of his power. Peter Weir uh, at the height of his power. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Second Ethan Hawke movie. <laughs> the budding Ethan Hawke. <laughs> It's a it's a good movie. It's, it's a, a recipe for success. Yeah. No, I mean it's, it sounds sounds like a good movie. Right? How about uh, let's talk about why? Let's talk about it. So, Rappy. Yes. What do you think? What do I think of of hit Peter Weir movie? Perhaps the best Peter Weir movie. <laughs> Wrong. Perhaps <laughs> uh, Dead Poets Society. Dead Poets Society. The Society of the Dead Poets, if you will. Well, I want to get this out of the way. I'm, I'm, I think I'm always going to be more of a Truman Show guy, but that's that's inevitable, you know. That's like that's that's like a, the gold standard of like original screenplay to screen, you know. Yeah. Like, but but. But <laughs> Dead Poet Society is still very good and uh, features a lot of the stuff that I like about Peter Weir's movies, you know? Wow. I don't know. He has such a, a unique directorial voice. Like, you can just... It's yeah. so weird because the form of tr- the Truman Show is so much different. I mean, that's the only other Peter Weir movie I've yeah. seen, to my knowledge. No, I'm pretty sure it But is. it's... The Dead Poet Society still feels so much like one of his yeah, movies. Yeah, it feels distinctly which like, is so strange. similar to... Yeah, uh, Truman Show. Even, even though it's though, so different. Yeah, even though they're extremely different. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dead Poets Society is very, very good. Um, probably one of the better, if not one of the best, coming-of-age movies I know of. Um, it, it features some great performances, like a really good ensemble, given how young everyone is. <laughs> um, probably Robin Williams' best performance that I've seen. I was going to say, you haven't seen... <laughs> Like, like, I haven't seen a lot of his work, but um, like from what I've seen of his career, yeah, it's probably my favorite. Um, a really like surprisingly gripping story about like boys at a prep school. It's it, I don't know. It's it, it's such a sincere and like kind of wholesome depiction of like. I I don't know. I mentioned I said coming of age, but that like that's really a good term for it. Um, it's, it's guys being dudes for like, guys being dudes for like two hours, you know, (laughs) and what's better than that? (laughs) Um, on a more technical level, it's really, really well edited. I didn't realize the first time I watched it, how well edited it is, but like, there are some sequences (laughs) I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, really well directed, obviously. And I don't know, it's, it, it has this energy to it that is very nice and it's, it's a very profound movie and I I really appreciate that. But what did you think? What did I think? (laughs) I know, I I think you've mentioned before that this uh, is one of your favorites. I think that everybody doesn't like, who doesn't like this movie is, uh, needs, needs to grow up. Needs to grow (laughs) up. Needs to get over themselves. Needs to 
get turned on to the Truman Show. Like <laughs> needs to needs to be okay with being a little pretentious. <laughs> oh, I guess this wasn't aimed at me. I assumed this was aimed at no, me. No, this is not. This is not aimed at you. Okay, I was uh, like, dude, I just like it, the Truman Show a little bit it, better. Take it from Ethan Hawke himself. <laughs> Ethan Hawke said it's okay to be pretentious. I think I think it's healthy to be a little pretentious about stuff. <laughs> oh, but that's coming from a guy who has a film podcast, right? <laughs> but uh, I I love uh, Dead Poet Society. It hits it hits a lot of things that I really love, especially like its discussion of poetry and everything and use of a kind of a coming of age story. Yeah. Um, and again, the the cast is insanely good. Like all of the performances from the students and Robin Williams are really really great. Um, yeah. yeah, on a technical level, like the movie looks great. Um, it, it really does. I love, I love the editing. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I don't know. It's just, I just, it's just like again, um, this movie cultivates a really, really subtly like engrossing uh, vibe. It does. That you, yeah, that you have throughout the entire movie. Like from from the word go, you're like very much engulfed in the world that it has you going for which is so strange like it, it seems unusual for a movie like this like just from the first few scenes you're like wow like you're already kind of like sucked into the movie which is so <laughs> it's so weird because nothing really is happening yet <laughs> i don't know it's so it's it's very impressive yeah um it's very very good i really I don't know, I get into, like, every element of it. Um, I really love its story. I love how it uses all of its elements um, for its, like, coming-of-age stuff and everything. And I, I don't know, like, this is just one of my favorite, like, movies. <laughs> I, it makes me it makes me happy. It makes me sad. It, 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 it makes me love movies. It's It's such a frustrating movie to, like... It, like you know like to watch because <laughs> the first half is like the most feel-good thing yeah you've exactly ever watched. and then the second half <laughs> it's it's brilliant but it's such a, i was like about a, to say but that is kind of the point it's such an infuriating movie to love that you is know? that it was a, that is the point and they do a darn good job getting you getting you to be like actively mad at the people at the school right uh, but yeah very good movie uh what did you rate it mike uh, I gave it a five out of five. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Very Boo. good, very good movie. <laughs> Get off the stage! Get off the stage! Uh, Robbie, Robbie is not a theater kid, so he could never understand. <laughs> um, this was this was my second time watching Dead Poet Society for the podcast. And this was like my know? fourth or something. To add. I don't know. I have a good track. Mike is like I watched it a lot of times. <laughs> Um, but this was uh, our first time watching it on VHS. No, it was not. We oh. watched it for the first time no, on VHS. We watched it for the first time on Tubi. No, I'm pretty sure we watched no, it. No, because I remember um, oh, the yeah, first time I saw ad, it, there were ad I breaks and everything. Sure we watched it one time on VHS because we made a comment about the VHS. Oh, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, we watched it for the first <laughs> time on Tubi. We watched it on was, Tubi. <laughs> there was an ad. Oh, my goodness. Right after like the, the climax. The big climax. <laughs> Which I, for this movie is not. Okay. It seems in poor taste. <laughs> and not know. only that, but I remember this ad. This was an ad with um, what's his face? I don't remember the ad um, at all. So. From, with um, why can't I think of his name? Is he an from actor? From SNL. 
from SNL. Oh gosh. Comedy man. Comedy man. <laughs> comedy man. A comedy man from SNL. You really narrowed the pool. <laughs> Why can't I think of his name? It's like something with like a K or something. Oh gosh. I have no idea. But what what was the ad about, Micah? I don't know. I don't remember what the ad was about, but they had him in it. Oh no. But yeah, no. That the first the first watch of this, maybe maybe it makes sense that I enjoyed it a little more the second time around for Yeah, Keenan Thompson was Wait, it was Keenan? It was Keenan. It was, oh, it was no. a Keenan ad after the climax of this and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> but yeah, um watching it without ads did it a lot of favors, I think. Um because it's such a it's such an understated movie and not having ad breaks really and not helps having it. stuff break the pacing and, and the atmosphere, the atmosphere definitely really helps. Um, yeah, which you, I hadn't I hadn't gotten before. Because you so. really fully get like engrossed in a lot of like the characters and and their lives and their progression. Um, Absolutely. And I saw somebody talk about how interesting it is that kind of like, because they thought Robin Williams was going to like be the main character, <laughs> which is what a lot of people would assume going That's into this. That's what I assumed going into this. But they're like, it's interesting because he's kind of just like a springboard of ideas to show like, of, of like, th that affect all of the different boys' lives in different ways. I was going to say, uh, this is kind of the ultimate coming of age movie, but it's the ultimate like boy <laughs> Teen no, like no, teenage yeah. this is like specifically not the obviously girls like girls will connect with it oh obviously. yeah no it's... i'm just saying like this is like the ultimate like because i was gonna say it's like the ultimate coming of age movie but that completely discounts like the female experience of coming of age right this is like know? this is like the this is like the <sighs> how to put it you know like yeah the, like... like the trapped in the the doctor line <laughs> At a boarding school coming the of age. The boarding school to doctor pipeline. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. There's a very specific thing here. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, the movie is for everyone, but, like, I'm just saying, like, that, like, the, the, the kind of feeling it captures is very much, like, again, like, very guys specific. being dudes yeah. for most of the movie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, one of the major plot points is literally the fact that there are no girls around. <laughs> it's a wild movie, man. I can't believe this thing is PG. Well, Ravi, this was this it. was this was still at a time um, <laughs> where PG 13s were extremely rarely given. In Eighty nine, man. Extremely but yeah, yeah you're right. Given. And what I mean, what does this movie have in it? An extreme, Suicide, an extremely mature nudity. subject matter <laughs> and nudity. <laughs> I wonder what we could give this movie as a rating. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, but it's what I expect from the 80s, yeah, 70s, and 80s. I don't know what I expect. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, um, it's very good. Yeah, let's get let's get into the discussion some more. Yes. <laughs> we usually, usually... I, did, I didn't have a question on why. They usually cut. Oh, no, we don't. Not... Yes. Dude, we've been doing this podcast for like three years now, and for the past six months or so, we have not No, cut. for the past like two episodes, maybe. <laughs> but if I, do, you have, do, you, do you have a question? You don't have a question? Um, I mean, I could come up with something, probably. Um... <laughs> I mean, I could probably come up with okay. something. Um, what do you, um, okay, I have something. Oh, yes, yeah, something. What do you think of the ensemble? We mentioned how great the ensemble is. I... And in my mind, that's always been one of the more impressive aspects of this movie, is how great the ensemble yeah, I, is. Yeah, I love this ensemble. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of the best instances of especially, like, a school ensemble. Right. Where they have, like, a friend group 
that's like a school friend, like a boarding school yeah. friend group. Um, and like you have all of these different guys and they all, they, they very much feel like they'd be friends, like the, the chemistry and like just the performances and how well they work together as just like being friends, like convincing you that they're just like, like exactly the kind of friends that guys make, you know? I can't believe how realistic their like dynamics feel. Right. And each one of them has like their different like dynamic personality mm-hmm. traits it's and wild. like different things that they're into and tying them together. And like, cause like the first time I watched this movie, I thought two of the characters looked so similar. I got them mixed up a couple of times. <laughs> it's um, the haircuts, Micah. Oh, dude, I, it's um. <laughs> why did I just lose his name? The guy who the guy who falls in love. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, the kind of greasy white boys. Yeah, and then the other guy <laughs> who has like a very similar yeah. blonde cut. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought that was funny because like. But, like, all of the characters, like, really, you feel them grow individually in such an insane way. Right? Um, I don't know. Like, that's that's honestly one of the most impressive elements of the movie is how um, natural the, like, story progression well, is. It, it feels on a well, character level. Yeah, I don't think this movie would work well at all if it wasn't for, like, how well the chemistry between all of these guys works. Like, that's yeah. half the cell. Um, is the fact that they'd even want to start the Dead Poets Society together. Like, the fact that the, the, the way those meetings feel um, and everything, like, I think it's, it's amazing. It's really great to watch because it's just, like, I don't know. It's like the... Oh, it feels like it's like the it's like the guy experience, the the quintessential guy experience, the coming of age guy experience. That's what it's it funny. is. I don't know, you know. Speaking as a guy, it's the quintessential guy. Yeah, experience. speaking as a guy. Um, speaking as a teenage guy. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, or well, yeah, like I I pretty much agree with everything you said. I wanted to bring it up for a reason, and I think that. It's honestly very impressive that a cast, like an ensemble cast this good, exists. Yeah, and I mean, everyone was pretty young in this. I'm surprised Ethan Hawke has always been as great as he is, well, you know? You like, know, Robbie, he's, you gotta he's watch not, his first movie, he's see not if the, he's always been as great. He's not at the top of his game here, but, like, he's still, like... I love his performance He's still this. killing it in this, which is insane to me. Yeah, no, like, I think he gives a fantastic performance. He's an outstanding cast-like um, choice in this. Him, Neil, and Charlie are really the standouts. Oh, yeah. They're um, great. And I mean, even Robin Williams is great here. Yeah, and uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name. The the romance guy. <laughs> I oh, can't man. remember it. He is good in this. He is, but I can't remember his name. Knox. Yeah, yeah. Knox. I thought you were looking for the actor's name, and I was no. like, oh. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, a surprisingly great ensemble. Um yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with Peter Weir's direction. Like, oh yeah, it, uh, like I said, a lot of his the feel of his direction is still very much there, and I'm I, I very much appreciate. That. I mean, ninety percent of these uh, these actors either had never been in another movie before mm-hmm. this, or didn't really go into acting much after this. Yeah, no, I was looking through some of the cast last night, and I was like, wow, these people just really didn't act that much some of them did obviously yeah but like yeah. like most like most of the boys just like 
this was like their this is like the only movie they got almost which is crazy um, you know which yeah it's crazy how good they are here um but yeah no it's um very one of the better aspects of the movie good no, stuff. i think it's again one of the key aspects to what makes the movie work so. yeah and i mean that's it's really at the heart of this movie is the ensemble and everything well yeah and you mentioned peter weir and i think something that's interesting because both peter weir movies i've seen mm-hmm. um they have like a really really impressive quality of like seemingly really understanding like how to get performances and also just like get a movie that really understands like people like the performances in the truman show are like very sincere they feel very very, personal they feel very naturalistic which is like so odd to see i don't know (laughs) yeah and then like take this this weird like little pretentious tragedy (laughs) poetry whatever movie yeah and like you have some of the most like realistic the guy friend dynamics you've mm-hmm. ever seen um and i don't know it's very impressive he's he's a very good director i was about to say, the two I, movies i've seen yeah. <laughs> the two movies i've seen both masterpieces in their own right um but the truman show is like one of my favorite movies ever probably <laughs> um but yeah it's it, he's a very impressive director for what little uh, i've seen of him all right. Uh, what do you think of the of like the poetry stuff in this? All of like the poetry class, what it's used for, the Dead Poets Society. How poetry is used in this yeah, movie? Yeah. How poetry is used in the movie? I think it's um very interesting. I don't know. Um, how to how to say it? <laughs> half of this is just gonna half this podcast is gonna be me me and Robbie going um. <laughs> You know, I don't know how to put it. <laughs> I don't know quite how to put it. I don't have the words to say. Um, but yeah, the poetry stuff, it's a very, I, I think, smart angle. Because from a screenwriting perspective, like what class uh, is going to inspire them to change their lives in such a dramatic way, to change their outlook on lives uh, on life in such a dramatic way? Um, and I think poetry class, kind of an obvious choice, but... Uh, the way they actually use like the poems themselves in this is really brilliant. Um, the one scene there, there's, I mean, basically all of the scenes in uh, the classroom are really good. Um, but the one with Ethan Hawke especially is very, very good. Um, like the big catalyst for his character. Um, it works really well. Um, when it comes to actual like, poetry in like the text of the movie i don't, I don't know because uh, I, I can tell it's there like you can feel its influence but i don't really mm-hmm. know what to point to when it comes to like <laughs> you know like oh yeah i really liked that you know well see i feel like i feel like poetry is a very it's a very point like pointed choice of mm-hmm. art to to kind of go with yeah um because essentially as far as like all of modern time that is considered poetry yeah. is kind of a dying art form it is yeah um and it's one of the most expressive and raw art forms um yeah. that kind of can't be defined you know yeah it's true yeah it's a very it's a very i guess it's a very humanistic art form i mean it's one of the most like <laughs> extreme intense it's one of the only art forms that can exist just as a thought rather than you know creating something like 
physical, you know? Yeah, so but, I think I think it's very important for what the story is going and, and how it approaches kind of developing its story mm-hmm. um, yeah. that, like, poetry is as entwined with everything that it's going, and it's poetry that, that gets them to feel so powerfully about stuff. And... Um, I don't know, like the way the story is structured out is very poetic. Poetic. <laughs> it, it feels it feels very poetic throughout, which um, you have kind of like this simplistic poetry going on throughout all of their lives, as as they have this kind of intense entanglement through their lives with each other. Yeah, and. Um, I don't know, discover art in a way that, that feels really, like, important for especially, like, younger me. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not more, like, poetry-centric coming-of-age movies, you know? Because people, po- people hate poetry, Ravi. Well, it's just, poetry seems like such an obvious choice because it's such a, like, one, po- like, direct way to be more connected to your feelings, Ooh, you yeah. know? <laughs> poetry poetry is, is honestly, like, the coming-of-age art form Exactly. In poetry is one of the art forms that a lot of people in their teen years end up starting to write. Well, it's because they've never really sat down and examined their emotions or, you know, like, their outlook on life in any meaningful way, and poetry offers a way to do that. Which is what makes it so meaningful to, like, uh, everyone and specifically the characters in this movie. It makes it makes for a good catalyst and for you know, a lot and, of the story. And you know what I have to say to people who don't <laughs> like poetry? You need to be able to be a little pretentious. <laughs> Quoting Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Listen, guys. Poetry is one of my favorite art forms, and it nice. is very pretentious. It's extremely pretentious. You have to. You it's have the to, most pretentious. It is the most pretentious <laughs> form of writing. And anything can be poetry. It's because poetry is 100% sincere and self-serious. Exactly. And I think... It, Which is why it's the most cringe. <laughs> exactly. And again, I think I think it's interesting because in my mind, poetry kind of... Especially with the way that I've connected with poetry in my mm-hmm. personal life, um, especially when I connected with poetry, um, it kind of feels like the movie and like just poetry in general kind of parallel each other in a way. Um, that's really, like, powerful to watch. Like, the way poetry has personally affected me and then the way that the theater has personally affected me and just how I've gotten into, like, a love for art and everything and how that's affected me, you know, growing up throughout high school and everything and how, like, that I'm graduated and everything. Um, Yeah. So this movie always feels like like it really understands like art it really understands what it means to find art at that age i was about to say it's it's a good exploration of finding meaning through art and finding direction through art you know yeah which makes it a very meaningful movie to uh, a lot of people right (laughs) and then man like literally everybody i've ever (laughs) seen who dislikes this like i've seen some people who aren't as crazy about it as i am i haven't i haven't heard which i'm fine with too many criticisms of it so i I don't really know yeah exactly so i'm fine if you do not love this as much as i do which i i don't love it quite as much as you No, yeah it's whatever this movie just personally means a lot to me yeah um it, it 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 connects with a lot of things that I really love in storytelling, art, movies. It's just a bundle of stuff that I like. Yeah. Um, 
but like all of the reviews and stuff that I've read that don't like this movie aggressively are like, ugh, it's so stupid and self-serious and <laughs> melodramatic. And it's it's just one of those, it led into those 90s melodramatic movies that we got. Those darn melodramas. It sounds to me like they just don't like melodrama. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> what? Come on. Yeah, it's a little melodramatic. What happened? What happened to them, Micah, when they were teenagers? Right. What's what happened? Can you not? Being a teenager is melodramatic. That's the teenage experience, right? <laughs> Man, uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't imagine not at least acknowledging how humanistic and kind of beautiful this movie is you know yeah because like so many of the elements and that's what makes it a little bit more difficult to talk about yeah um, is so many of the elements are very simple like mm -hmm. there's nothing flashy about this movie um <laughs> it's, it's it's literally just a group of boys uh coming of age at a prep school <laughs> yeah like there's like that, one that's location the, that's the movie nothing much happens they're just like Oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. <laughs> uh, until the end, um, which we'll get to. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's one of the most, like, kind of beautiful movies I've seen in its, in its simplicity. Well, it's very subtly beautiful, you know? Like, if you just had this on in the background, you'd probably miss a lot, a yeah. lot of the story and beats and all the stuff that make the movie yeah, have the, the little flavor it has, you and, know? And, like, the little direction beats that we have, the little cinematography doing this, editing doing that. Editing, man. <laughs> um, performance doing this. Yeah. Like, dude, like, five seconds in to the movie, you have, like, Neil, like, the guy who's playing Neil give, like, the greatest performances ever. <laughs> like, immediately he has that little voice squeak. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, That's so good. Like... I don't know what I don't know what it is with this movie, man. Like everything about it just feels so perfectly placed, so so effortlessly perfectly placed. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh Yossi uh in his review brought up again and I wanted to mention this uh good friend of the podcast. Good friend of the podcast. Um <laughs> kind of kind of the the feeling it cultivates to not only get you in the mindset of these characters, but also get you in like the mindset of like kind of like forced being quiet like forced like, sense of quiet like how you are like at a school you know like when you're purposefully being quiet yeah like when you're purposefully trying to be quiet when yeah. you have to when you're purposefully hiding stuff and when you're purposefully like not fully expressing yourself yeah um and that's like everywhere in this movie from like the first frame <laughs> right uh you have like Man, that, a great opening scene you have that subtle whispering and you have mm -hmm. like it's it's Mm. it's so good <laughs> i i mean I, like i said i've only seen two peter weir movies but he seems to have a very clear understanding of atmosphere and tone yeah. and that's very apparent in this movie like i said he's one of the most like humanistic directors i've seen it's very cool yeah uh so i i have a question okay um, since somebody <laughs> had to ask it eventually okay. What do you think of kind of the climax of the movie? Because that's kind of like the thing that that usually divides people. That who divides don't like people. It. That kind of is the the controversial point of topic in the movie. I mean, it's a very it's a very underst like understandably 
very uh like controversial point because it's a very serious and like dark turn for the movie to take yeah um which for a kind of a cheesy quote unquote uh movie you know yeah but i think it works really really well in my like in my opinion because um, i mean like how how to describe it <laughs> i think the trajectory set in the movie very much leads to that yeah which is kind of sad but also very interesting oh um, well, yeah i mean it leads to that very like kind of sad but in like a very realistic way yeah i was about to say it feels very natural and you know maybe it was just because i'm watching it for a second time but it, i very much felt it coming this time and i'm like oh no like like literally like three scenes before it happened you know i was like oh man <laughs> yeah i mean like it's just such a, it's such a crushing blow and i really i i can appreciate when a movie hooks me in that deeply like where i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> no this is one of the most like brutal films that i've ever like personally like, emotionally that, that i've felt brutal films yeah to get through um and like I feel like it's I feel like it's used pretty well. Like I feel it's very effective, very um, I purposeful. Think, I was about to say I feel like it's very tasteful and it doesn't feel as exploitive as it could. Yeah, like because that's kind of that's kind of something I was thinking about on this last mm -hmm. watch. I was like, because I mean, again, uh, it's the end of Suicide Awareness Month. It is, yeah. Uh, so, Getting it in just just barely. <laughs> so like, there's that, and like you know because of that i was thinking about it like a mm -hmm. little bit more and i was like is this really like a tasteful thing you know like is this something is this something you should include because in like movie, we talked you know? about we talked about um several different i forget what movie like even take something uh i'm trying to think like, of another movie this is it's not suicide oh, specifically okay. but take uh moxie we talked about that on the podcast yes and they kind of have a, a sexual assault thing at the end oh man um, very sloppily oh, thrown gosh. on that yes. feels like it's just there feels, to tie together the movie see that feels very cheap and, and that feels yeah and that feels very cheap and exploitative um but i feel like honestly as as brutal as this like a depressing as this sounds i feel like the suicide in the movie is kind of at the core of what the movie no, is I, going it's for. necessary um, um for the story it it shows how like completely suffocating the society is that they live in yeah because i mean like essentially from from the word go like i said it immediately gets you into that kind of forced silence exactly, that i was talking yeah. about and from the very beginning you feel you feel like again suffocated by the noise as you feel suffocated by like the like just everything and like the whole point of the movie that it's going for is that to live in these conditions especially mm -hmm. at that age is actually unbearable yeah actually crushing to the human soul i was about to say they get one taste of poetry and all of a sudden they're like oh my goodness i feel like i'm actually alive I was about for to once say, in my they, life they feel they <laughs> they live for the first time yeah, in their lives exactly um and it shows how much like family and various things can put onto that can just make like like especially for a teenager in all of the melodrama mm. that they feel all of the intense emotions um that they feel absolutely how absolutely crushing that can be 
And it's interesting, I was going to bring up that sequence in particular because I thought I remembered actually hearing a gunshot at the end of no, it. they don't have the gunshot. But I was like, it, it, again, testament to the editing because they don't actually, there's no sound. There's just this like heavy droning that goes on for like, I don't know, maybe two minutes almost. And then when it finally goes silent, it it feels like yeah, like, it, the, like the, oh droning, the droning goes on and then it like cuts. It cuts to silence, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is it's, it's very effective. It's and... it's mind-bogglingly good. Like I don't, I, I I would not have thought of that, and it's just I don't know. It's a brilliant move to an already like like I said, I think a very necessary artistic but yeah, stroke in I don't, this movie. Again, I don't have any particular stakes or voice in terms of talking about suicide on a whole. Yeah, in a meaningful um, way. I Neither do I, I, really. I can't tell you if this is like going to negatively affect somebody in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I do honestly think it's very sincerely included and given the weight that it deserves. Um, Yes. And again, at the center of, like, I mean, this movie is essentially a tragedy. Oh, it is, um, yeah, definitely. It's a tragedy of showing, like, essentially that they, like, like if, if it wasn't for the art that they found, none of them would have really ever lived. Exactly, and yeah. And for the little bit that they get to live in the movie and be happy, it's some of the most, like, engulfing, happy, joyous brotherhood type stuff you've ever seen like they go out of their way to just make it some of the most cheesy fun yeah goofy alive energetic stuff you've ever seen absolutely and then they kind of pull that out from under you but yeah man it's maybe i was wrong maybe i should have given this a five i think i think it's kind of a perfect movie it, well it's brilliance is just so understated you know no yeah i mean it's i think it's it's wild i think it's brilliant i think it's emotional i think it's amazing i think its message is really good yeah um i think uh did please never do something like this to your teenage child right oh my goodness man please stop trying to get them to live the life that you wanted to live dude that's that's gotta be one of the most unhealthy parenting styles outside of like outright abuse you know <laughs> well dude heck the stuff that the dad does yeah in exactly movie is just outright abuse but yeah man it's i don't know it's a very it it it, it always surprises me how much it chokes me up like talking about this movie i'm like oh no, man like <laughs> dude and when you know it's coming it it kind of infects like i i do think this movie kind of takes multiple watches to really get what it's going yeah for. like i said this was my second time watching it and i appreciate i could appreciate at least, it a lot or more. at least it increases it a lot because when you know that's i had no idea that was going to happen the neither first did time I, I watched I, it i didn't know anything about i didn't even movie. know what the movie was about i just knew robin williams <laughs> yeah I that knew was robin as much williams as i knew when i first watched the movie but we watched it quite like quite a bit ago at yeah this it point. was it was i don't know like three years ago now or something like that yeah i don't know but um like, we didn't know what to expect going into the movie, so, like, it, it, I mean, and it pulls the rug out from underneath you on a first watch. Absolutely. Um, but then on a second watch and a third watch and so on and so forth, you can just kind of feel that it was always kind of building to that, and that constant, like, despite how amazing these, like, again, the scenes when they discover art and start to, like, essentially live for the first time feel, you always have this feeling of, like, dread that kind of plays in and it's well, always been there yeah the i was movie. about to say thematically 
you know it you like from a story perspective you know none of this can last yeah <laughs> like they from the from the word go like everything they're doing is so temporary so temporary and so like unadvisable from like a not getting caught kind of way yeah <laughs> like it's just it's just extremely temporary but it's like it feels so important that they do it when you're watching the movie it Absolutely. gets you completely into their mindset of like this is all that they have um because it is because it is <laughs> and just like the 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 way that those like that the ending kind of bleeds into the rest of the movie as you're watching it yeah um, i was going to mention like we mentioned that that's like the climax but everything after that is it feels so meaningful and tasteful and like uh, i don't know i i don't know there there was just one screenwriter on this which is crazy to me because how do you write a screenplay I will, like this I will, okay i'll see i'll say one thing <laughs> that i may have as like a complaint or okay. criticism i haven't i haven't movie. been able to come one thing <laughs> is i think that maybe the pacing is a little bit too slow after that really like on the, on the wrap-up i thought it i always feel like it needs hmm. like i feel like uh, i don't i don't think i agree i don't know but... not that like i feel like I don't know. Like, take, like, the oh, captain, my captain scene. Yeah. I feel like that scene just, like, goes on for a long time. I don't know. I like, thought it was sweet. Like, I, I don't just, know. No, I like it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I feel like, because, like, everything in the wrap-up is, is good. Yeah. Um, But there's something about it that I'm, like... You don't think it flows quite the way it, it should? Yeah, it doesn't fully flow. Like, on the slightest little bit. <laughs> the slightest minutiae thing. It's not that it goes on too long. It's that after that, I feel like, I don't know. I was going to bring that up as, like, I think my one complaint with this movie is the flow is a little strange at times. But, like, at the same time, I can't point to one I can't, can't point, point to one, to one thing, thing that, may... <laughs> that makes it feel that way. But I don't know. Some, something about the pacing which the story feels very well paced um like thinking about it but i don't like i don't know how you'd fix it <laughs> but it like every time i've seen it it always has felt a little odd like almost stilted but not quite like it's almost there yeah see and i i would agree with that actually yeah. i would agree that it feels almost but that's to its benefit yeah sometimes. no i think yeah. it, i think it helps with like again with kind of the feeling that the movie goes for but it almost is boring it almost doesn't work at all exactly <laughs> it's right on the edge of like just being really boring yeah and but it never hits bo like no. i'm never bored watching the no, movie never but bored. it takes its time and see i was i got bored the first time i watched this dang and i i now realize i've seen the error i've seen the light like <laughs> see and i feel like again a lot of that plays into though getting you in the mindset of these uh these boys who have like nothing else yeah going on like they literally this is it <laughs> and it, yeah. again it takes its time with the takes with everything time. and i think that's I good i appreciate that <laughs> um yeah it's great stuff great man. stuff do you, have, <laughs> do you have any other questions um i guess specifically what do you think of this as like a robin williams movie because i mean it, it's very it's still very odd to me that it's billed as a robin williams movie because we've mentioned that the story's not really about him no but i think i think, it, I think this is one of like the best uses of robin williams yes. that i've seen yeah. um because it's something that it's, can use his it feels like a very good cast for him yeah you know? it's it's something that can use his his energy that he has and even some of his like stand-up energy <laughs> right and use that for the fact of like that robin williams has always felt like 
an artist who understood like art like who yeah. understood why art was important no matter how silly and goofy and stupid he he was yeah exactly um and uh using kind of like a, a tasteful amount of his goofiness yeah uh, combined with just the fact that he always like always has had such a good like kind of father figure type vibe going with him <laughs> makes him like i don't know like his performance in this is just like the perfect like comforting encapsulation of something that everybody would want as a teacher exactly yeah um one of the people i follow on letterbox said this is like a, a pretty perfect ode to like student teacher relationships you know, yeah, like you said, no, you just gotta watch Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> no, I gotta watch Goodwill. But he's just—I don't know. It, it was surprising to me. I, I know I haven't seen too much of his uh, film work, but he's extremely well cast in this role, which just kind of surprised me. I was like, oh, yeah, like no, pleasant like surprise. I, yeah, like I really love his performance in this yeah. movie. Um, he's and, very good here. And you know, like Robin Williams, I really love Robin Williams as a person. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't always work. Uh, I feel like a lot of in. yeah, a lot of the stuff I've seen him in, he's just felt very miscast or just there to be Robin Williams, and he doesn't really serve a purpose yeah. other than that. Um, but this this is one of the exceptions to that. I yeah. would say no. This very is good. this was. Oh, yeah, the oh captain my captain scene my god oh, i love the oh captain he like my floats captain. out of the classroom dude <laughs> well thank you boy thank you boy <laughs> thank you boy thank you uh man that's good it's amazing stuff. no like that's they do they do a really good job of making you feel like he is an extreme ally for these characters mm -hmm. like that he fully understands them um and that he really believes everything that he's saying absolutely and you know i was reading through the, i was reading through the trivia and it was talking it was like robin williams was so attracted to this role specifically uh because he like because this was the kind of teacher that he always wanted growing up that yeah he never had like he just i mean i feel like that's like the the experience that's everybody the dream, wants yeah. everybody wants a teacher like this <laughs> right no man a I... teacher who maybe has gasp slightly unconventional teaching methods that are more personal i was about to say anytime you get a teacher that actually seems to care about you as a person it, it feels like a monumental achievement <laughs> poor teachers man right uh, shout out to teachers <laughs> dang no like because like you know i know i know somebody who was a teacher who was literally like trying to be personal but like the school like just essentially the parents and everything in the school just like beat it out of her oh, until man. she didn't even want to be a teacher anymore <laughs> thanks thanks american education system you've done it again <laughs> she was like i literally just don't don't care anymore and that's not good Sad. <laughs> and i'm like dang but that's that's american school system we're gonna sit down all of the uh american politicians and uh people in charge of the school system and make them watch dead Poets society <laughs> watch it it'll be Learn. like a, it'll be like a clockwork orange <laughs> exactly soak oh, it all in <laughs> man school systems i love how like <laughs> school is like for most people isn't anything like weird rich person prep school that's presented in this movie mm -hmm. but yeah it's such like a universal experience for like school stuff to feel so trapped in what you're doing well it, it doesn't even have to be school you know just in life yeah. in general but like 
especially for school age yeah, people this is yes. like this is like such like a even even if it's not anywhere near as extreme obviously I'm like <laughs> i would say most people i'm i, I would be hope wrong here but I, would, most I really hope do not have it, this extreme of being like trapped in and yeah, like, yeah. underneath the thumb of their parents essentially oh, but still they're like the the again like kind of the the feeling and vibe and stuff that this movie cultivates is just so like teenager y like i feel like it's so it captures integral it captures to being the young. it captures the angst and joy of being a teenager very well yeah which is quite nice and yeah but yeah very good movie very very good movie <laughs> if I you love. if you have not seen it yet and um you know are like old enough or mentally ready enough to see it i i would definitely recommend it so i'm a big is, i'm a big peter weir this guy is the problem this is the problem robbie when you came into this movie and i was hoping that you would like not that I was hoping you'd dislike it. I really wanted you to love it. But I was hoping you'd have, like, <laughs> some, something we some could sort of, disagree, some something sort of we could talk about. Big fighting point where I can be like, ah, no, it's actually bad. It's really Cause bad, this is, actually. Because this, this always happens when we do podcasts on movies that we love. We're like, we just, we we kind of have to, like, skirt around talking about the very, like, like why it works so well. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I guess I, I, I feel guess, like I feel like I've, we've nailed down no, pretty no. well what makes uh, this movie before work. before before we end the discussion. I just remember that I wanted to mention this. That okay. I think uh, the the Dead Poets Society meeting is like are some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Really, I love the Dead Poets Society meeting. I like them to a point. I really like the first like few times they're there, but like later on, they just feel a little tacked on tacked on is not the right word but i don't know they don't they don't feel as meaningful later on to me nuanda right <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it, I, I don't i, don't I really like i really loved all of them i don't know all right well i mean <laughs> that's your prerogative i mean it kind of i mean yeah like they change position yeah. uh, mostly through charlie mm-hmm. um, yeah but i think that that plays to what the movie is going for no, at like, the time it's it's necessary but like those that honestly i think that's when i tuned out the first time was during that um like one of the last few uh meetings i was like oh man boo <laughs> but i liked it this Get time off the i liked it this time <laughs> mike is like i want you to have a different opinion and then i express it and mike is like no you're wrong exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. I mean, the first few, I agree, they are very, very good. Yeah, no, I love, I love them, dude. The saxophone, Remy, saxophone. Okay, the saxophone is very good. Oh, <laughs> I have to admit, I love that. You know, I would, I would join, I would join the Dead Poets Society in a heartbeat. I, I need, I need my sleep, Micah. I can't, a I can't of, be up a bunch that of late. tired people in a cave <laughs> reading poetry and, and, and getting really into it, <laughs> bringing, bringing different. Oh. <laughs> that's that's life for me that's living that's living. time to go watch my dinner with Andre. In, in my eyes getting getting a good night's rest is you're wrong <laughs> you need to you need to be more in tune with the arts Ruby. i see i see i can now i can now see the error of my way <laughs> but yeah that's that's dead poet society again uh, i give it a, a five out of five i gave it a four and a half out of five i don't i don't know why i still can't i still can't point to like a concrete reason why and i i hate when micah does this when he's like oh it's just not a five you know <laughs> well no yeah but like, like so, so it's again, just i again, don't know the it wasn't I, a, it wasn't a the five way i me. treat fives usually is most of the time fives <laughs> can be on the same like 
quality level as a four and a half, but a five is something that I particularly has it has a quality that I particularly love. I don't know. It it doesn't. It just doesn't. There's something about it that's not quite a ten out of like ten for me. I don't, I don't know what it Get is. Off the stage. I need maybe I just need to watch it again. Get out of here. Go read some poetry. <laughs> Hey, Robbie, how much poetry have you read? Ask yourself that question. I read the stuff for school, and I've read some stuff that friends and family have written, but outside of that, I have not explored poetry in any substantial way. Man, man, man. A disgrace. That's why it's not a 10 for me. That's why it's not a 10. All right. Go read some poetry. (laughs) Go read some poetry. You know, Robbie, I, I... at a, at a home at, at a homeschooling expo i was working at in florida oh no i found a used book booth and found a tiny little book that's a um, dead poet that's, society that's an inside. antique book of poetry there you go um and it's amazing and it's great and i love it fair enough and it's and that's the kind of that's the kind of thing you got to strive to find in, in this life tiny random antique books of poetry that nobody's ever heard of there you go that's what it's all about <laughs> that's what it's all about <laughs> um but yeah now that we've uh, kind of wrapped up our discussion on dead poet society let's go over the rest of the stuff we watched uh over the past week or so let's hey howdy hey hello welcome <laughs> folks who have made it this far into the podcast for those of you who have never made it here before we do a little segment on the end. <laughs> we like to do a little segment. <laughs> it's the What We Watched segment, in which we talk about what we've watched since our last episode. Amazing. <laughs> we, give, we give our rating and a few... <sighs> You're making me on, too. <laughs> a few brief thoughts. <laughs> so let's get into it. Wow, going, real real high-energy segment. <laughs> we're going from the 18th. Uh, where we where the Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dog Days. We watched Dog Days, baby. And did an episode on did it. Did a whole episode about it. Uh, then <laughs> on the 19th, what did we watch, Remy? We watched uh, Ridley Scott's Alien. A.O. Came out in 1979, Alien. the 70s. Uh, shout out to Alien. Can't believe it. This was, this was a rewatch for me, but I had just watched it for the first time a little bit ago. Uh, I'm shout sure out to Ridley Scott. Podcast. Yeah. But Ridley Scott is amazing he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's quickly a... becoming one of my favorite directors oh, honestly come on what i used to always bring up ridley oh, scott my... you'd be like Ugh, ridley are scott. you gatekeeping ridley scott as someone who's seen like no, four ridley no, scott no no i'm just saying <laughs> ravi that i i loved ridley scott from the word go and you were always like you ridley scott well, i just wasn't ew. a martian guy ew, the martian scott. is cool and groovy but it is not what i would call cinematic class <laughs> the Martian, Prometheus, Rebbe. I loved Legend. Prometheus. I loved Blade Legends. Runner. I loved Alien. Blade Runner. I loved Alien. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's it's just it was the Martian was a Not bad Ridley Scott. The Martian was a bad uh, introduction to Ridley I Scott for watch me. Watch a Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Alien. I watched it for the very first time, and it is. Uh, very, very good. It is, it is outstanding, incredible, beautiful, insane that it came out in the 70s. It's kind of awe-inspiring, really. Um, <laughs> inspired literally an entire subgenre of horror. Yes. Um, and Sigourney Weaver's in it. Sigourney Weaver. She is, oh my goodness. <laughs> 
just uh, uh, outstanding. It's got, it's got Bilbo Baggins. It does have Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins is in this movie. Which is kind of strange. Um, it's so good. The practical effects, <laughs> it's, the, it, the pacing, the it's, tension. It's amazing. I don't understand how they made something like this. They got a, they got a little cat. Sigourney Weaver goes. Pss, 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 pss. The atmosphere, Micah. <laughs> literally just the atmosphere. I could I could literally just sit in the like ship ambience of this movie. Just them do it. Not really doing much the of anything. The camera work. It's so good, yeah, dude. This movie is fan- <laughs> it is a masterpiece. It's a classic. It is for fantastic. A yeah. It is a classic. It is amazing. It is perfect. Micah, did you know that uh, in space no one can hear you scream? <laughs> you know, I feel like that's wrong as I heard all of them scream. We heard a bunch of people scream, actually. <laughs> I gave it a 5 out of 5. I also gave it a 5 out of 5. Uh, My man Ridley, you know. Then on the 20th, uh, we watched Spirited Away on Spirited the American Away. release anniversary of the anniversary, Spirited Away. Yes. Um, One of my favorite films uh, of all out, time. Shout out to Spirited Away. Shout out to Hayao Miyazaki. And, uh, uh, yeah. It's kind of that thing that happens every time I rewatch one of my favorites. I'm like, oh, no, what if I don't like it as much this time? And then I usually end up liking it more. <laughs> um, you got to lower your expectations so they can be raised every time. Exactly. So it can blow me out of the water every time I watch it. <laughs> uh, Spirited um, Away is obviously fantastic it's a classic i mean i think it's i think it's miyazaki's best movie. i do not think it's miyazaki's <laughs> best movie of a of an already like uh, stacked filmography which it's... apparently is going to be added to in upcoming years oh my gosh <laughs> i think uh i think it is a fantastic movie and i think it is one of the most impressive massive scale movies it is a it um, is a feat of filmmaking like i don't understand how you uh, make something th- like that this. ghibli and, and miyazaki have ever done but i do not think it is his best i definitely think it has some flaws <sighs> it does and, have some flaws but there it does not fully work for me in some ways they're inconsequential my inconsequential <laughs> Uh, but I still really love Spirited Away, and again, I think it's probably, honestly, one of the most beautiful Ghibli movies, and that's saying a lot for it's Ghibli the, movies. It's the most beautiful, I would argue. I think this is, I think this is it feeling like I think Ghibli feels like it's most high budget here. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's most pre- like prestigious. This movie is absolutely gorgeous. Every oh my single goodness, frame, dude, the the paintings alone. I you you could just play the score and like cross dissolve between the background paintings in this, and I would be I would ascend. It was like ten of ten. <laughs> ten of ten. I love it. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, I movie. gave I gave it a four and a half out of five. I gave it a five out of five. Man, it's it's man, <laughs> it's so good. And then on the twenty first, we watched Martin Scorsese's Bringing Out the Dead. Very first time. One of one of the one of the lesser known Scorsese. Uh, still very much liked, but not as loved yeah. Scorsese movie. Um, honestly, it might be my new favorite from him. <laughs> like, I, I need to give it I need to give it another round. Um I have been thinking about this movie a lot. But though. exactly, it's just so like rich and gripping and it's beautiful, really. It's, it's beautiful. A beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Rabbi. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. I think I think that's a bit of a stretch. Okay. <laughs> this thing is this thing is grimy, gross, it, disturbing, yo, it and is. messed up. It's very, <laughs> I don't know about beautiful. <laughs> it's honestly like one. I think the most disturbing Scorsese movie probably that i've ever seen no i mean people like like a lot of people have said this is probably which again blows me away it's a with very his filmography <laughs> this is they a lot of people have said this is probably like the overall darkest he gets 
I mean, it's a very, it's a very dark movie. Yeah, like just like if you think about it for long, because while you're in the movie, it kind of gets it you feels into like it. A fun time. It, it gets yeah. you into it. It feels fun, which is also disturbing, right? <laughs> uh, dude, like I was thinking about like the scenes when like it's him and his former partner in oh the ambulance, goodness, and like dude. he's like bring on the blood, and like he's like they're really like they're really getting into it, and they really really want somebody to be almost dead. Um, it's so good. Like, I, it blows my mind how good Bringing Out the Dead is. It, it's, I think, my favorite Schrader script. I've only seen this know. in First Reformed. I don't know, Robbie. First Reformed is First Reformed so brilliant. Is, is such a different oh, kind it's, of story. It's very different. Um, but at the same time, like, the protagonists of both are, they feel very similar. And, I mean, it's... It's Paul Schrader. Schrader needs some therapy. He has a reputation for writing characters like this. Schrader needs some therapy. Yes, he does. Don't we all, Micah? <laughs> At the end of the day. Uh, but no, I really, really love this movie stylistically. Yeah. I love what it's going for. Um, but out of Martin Scorsese movies, it did not fully like emotionally connect with me on a first watch That's fair. in the way that That's a lot fair. of his has. So I did not love it as much as I've loved most of his movies. I mean, I think it's between this and Shutter Island for my favorite from him. Which is him. hilarious, because a lot of people also <laughs> don't like Shutter Island. I know, and it makes me sad. <laughs> Silence, I think, is easily probably, like, his most masterful work that I've seen. But um, it, it didn't connect with me quite the same way that Shutter Island did bring up the day. You haven't watched his mobster flicks. I know. I, I, I have Goodfellas, Goodfellas the and Departed, The Departed Casino, sitting, they're, Irishman. They're both sitting right over there. I have them on Blu-ray, and I haven't watched them yet, and I really need to. <laughs> Raging Bull, I'm really excited. I, so that's another mm, Schrader another one. Another Schrader. I, I need to watch Taxi Driver, too. Yeah, but, that's another Schrader. Um, but yeah. Uh, I loved Bringing Out the Dead. Um, I if, loved it too. If you are old enough and again mentally prepared, oh to, man, it's 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 a lot. It's very um, disturbing. <laughs> I, I would I would recommend it. It's a very good movie. Um, uh, four and a half out of five for me, but I I, I, I would be fully prepared to take it to a five on a rewatch <laughs> if it just like fully clicked emotionally for me. You know, absolutely. Uh, then on the twenty third, we watched "See How They Run." We went out to the theater. We went out to the finally, theater again. I love going to the theater. Shout out few to Sir Sharona. Few things I like more in life than to just go out to the theater. But, but shout out to Sir Sharona. <laughs> shout out to Sir Sharona. She's she's kind of a brilliant performer. <laughs> she is amazing. I I can't you can't undersell Sir Sharona. You know. Uh, and she's probably the best part of this movie. Can't oversell? Yeah, can't oversell that. I was about to say, wait a minute. Right, but yes, she's quite good in this. Uh, <laughs> she she is probably the best part about this movie. Uh, this movie is like pretty much a, a a feature film debut from like all of the production people involved. Right. Um, Imagine see it, how they run being your it, first movie, and it feels it. Um, yes. for a lot of aspects. It feels very amateurish. Um, yeah, it feels very amateurish. Ways. It's still very fun. It's still very yeah. good. Um, which, again, is very impressive for coming off of, like, a, essentially being a first-time writing, first-time directing. Uh, <laughs> if, if I was handed, uh, like, Sam Rockwell and Adrian Brody and Saoirse Ronan for my dude, first feature... what the heck's up with that? I would... I, I don't know what I would Again, do. I, still, I still want to know how this movie <laughs> was made, because it's a searchlight picture... Which I was pretty sure they're not really making movies anymore. <laughs> um, first time writer, first time director with this cast. It's so wild. Um, but you know, it's it's got its charms. And like I said, Saoirse Ronan's really a standout here. Like she she carries the movie pretty hard in my yeah, opinion. I think I think a lot just doesn't 
quite fully work and like like almost every no. element doesn't fully work and see that's the thing a lot of the stuff about this movie i really like like the mystery stuff the ideas presented the metatextuality of it is is very interesting in theory but in practice um in this movie it doesn't uh, really click the way it should and one of the things that really bothers me i know i keep bringing it up um <laughs> But, like, the action, they present an idea at the very end having to do with the mystery. Oh, Kind yeah. of a thematic thing. Um, and then they, they literally, it's very, like, it's a very, like, actually morally interesting topic. I was about to say. a lot of relevance. It's a topic that I and, haven't seen explored very much given how prevalent it is yeah, in modern, I was like, about art to say, that is cinema, very, yeah. that is very, you know, prevalent in, yeah. today, in today's uh, media. And then it literally, it, it literally makes over. some jokes about it and moves on. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like... The, it leaves a bad taste It's in kind my of mouth. at the core of the mystery and that, like, yeah, again, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth, especially. Like, it feels, it feels mean-spirited towards the argument. Yeah. I was about to say, that was the... I almost gave this a three and a half instead of a four, um, just because of that. But I was like, you know, it seems a little petty, but, like, at the same time... Yeah, you know, I don't know. It feels very mean-spirited for no reason at yeah. an argument for something that I think is a legitimate, a legitimate problem. problem yeah. <laughs> but see how they run. It was fun. I hope that uh, Tom George in the future gets a little more refined in his uh, directing. Yeah. But And I hope Saoirse Ronan gets more roles. I was about to say, Saoirse Ronan in this, I didn't know she was such a great comedic actor. What? Come on. I mean, she she has like fun stuff in Little Women. I'm trying to think of another Saoirse Ronan role that's like... Where she does like fun stuff because uh, Lady Bird. <laughs> what, what is the name of that? City of Ember. City of Ember. Or is it City of Ember? I don't. City remember. of Ember. She she doesn't really get that much in that, and she's she's pretty young. In and the Lovely movie. Bones too. Yeah, and the Lovely Bones, same thing. It's a very a much more serious role. But Ruby, what about Muppets Most Wanted? <laughs> she's quite good in that. Um, but yeah, see how they run. She she's a very talented uh, comedic performer, and I did not realize until now. Um, <laughs> She is amazing. So yeah, um, if stuff. you if you want to go out to the theater and watch it, uh, go for it. It's pretty fun, it's pretty fun but it's a little yeah. shaky. So. I gave it I gave it a three out of five. I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, then on the twenty third, <laughs> we watched uh, Scooby Doo or no, not Scooby Doo. Scooby goes Hollywood. Scooby goes Hollywood. Uh, the 70s, first baby. The first scooby-doo movie feature film maybe his feature debut feature debut i love of mr scooby-doo micah you you're you've pulled me into the scooby-doo okay so i've been watching uh every single scooby-doo movie yeah um for a because you know i I wanted to but b for a video i mean i wouldn't have watched all of these yeah you wouldn't have watched all of them some of them are pretty bad uh but i'm doing i'm planning on doing a video for him on my youtube channel ranking all of them and uh, this was one that was a little bit harder to track down. Again, the first movie made in the 70s. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they were making Scooby-Doo movies in the 70s. Well, honestly. you know, I mean, Scooby-Doo started in the 60s, right? That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I love Scooby-Doo so much. And for some reason, this movie gets, like, Scooby-Doo so well. <laughs> Like, like, I understand, like, you know, like, it was right after, but, like, I've seen some of the early movies. I've seen another movie from this director, from the director and yeah. it sucked. Um, <laughs> Dang. I hated Reluctant Werewolf. Uh, but, like, this, like, really, besides Shaggy being really annoying and a jerk in this movie. He is a jerk. Um, I mean, he's a jerk in a lot of the He is a jerk movies. in a lot of, especially earlier stuff. Yeah, in the early stuff. Um, before he became, like, the fan favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like... It just, like, 
gets so much about like scooby-doo as a franchise especially yeah. it like as it approaches it in such a cool like metatextual way for him being in a movie i was about to say this is such a smart screenplay for what for him for being who? in like his first movie <laughs> and everything like the entire thing is about him wanting to be in movies and people being like but scooby-doo people already love you <laughs> exactly and so then they make scooby-doo movies like the shows but longer and i don't know it's, it's cool it's a it's a such a sweet and like uh, a genuinely a kind of awesome movie yeah like the, this... <laughs> literally the entire moral of the story is that people love scooby-doo and that's true and it's true and the musical numbers oh. bang yeah i was about to say the musical numbers. there <laughs> are like so a lot of musical numbers like and they all are really good numbers. and like <laughs> the movie is also about that scooby-doo has divine slapstick comedy powers <laughs> that even he can't control it's too powerful which is amazing yeah i love that um yeah scooby-doo go- or not scooby-doo scooby goes Scooby- i know that's very it trips you up almost every scooby-doo <laughs> title and, and and then on the poster it says it scooby-doo, says scooby-doo goes, hollywood, goes hollywood but the title is scooby goes hollywood but yeah um certified banger uh, loved it four out of five, or four and a half out of five like literally me and robbie were like dying laughing in like it's the so first funny. five minutes it's so funny uh, i also gave it For a four what? and a half out of five <laughs> Uh, then what did we watch, Jeremy? Uh, then we watched, uh, for the very first time, we're all going to the World's Fair. 2021. 2021 film. Uh, I believe the debut of Jane Schoenburn. Yeah. Uh, very good movie. Yeah. I, I did not know. I mean, I expected it to be like, for those familiar, if you've seen anything about we're all going to the World's Fair, I thought it was going to be a horror movie when we started it. Um, but it was not a horror movie, but it was something maybe much more meaningful. <laughs> I don't know. It's still marked as a drama, uh, drama horror. No, and I, I mean, still think it, I mean, it, it, it is, you'd, you'd be amiss to not mark it as a horror at some, at some it level. Uses, it uses horror it elements. Use, yeah. Very. It uses Im- horror. Very like important to it, the movie, but it is not a horror. It's movie. a critical part of the movie, but like, it is not a horror movie. <laughs> But what to say about We're All Going to the World's Fair? It's a very interesting movie. It's a very um, interesting movie. It's, it's, it's surprisingly, <laughs> like, rich and, like, in-depth for, for what is presented. It, like, um, I, I thought about it for, like, a solid day, you know? Like, after we first watched it, I was I, like, man. <laughs> I know a lot of people I know a lot of people were talking about it, but it really, really does get into the mindset of kind of, like, being a depressed teenager on the internet. And, right. And also being, like, a, a depressed loner on the internet like it just it does a really good job of getting into that kind of back alley internet that like i feel like a lot of a lot of people older than really who like the people making this movie don't even fully understand about the internet i I can't even imagine showing this to like grandma and grandpa what they would what they would think of this movie well well, no because like again it it taps into that kind of like back alley 3am creepy pasta talking with some <laughs> random stranger about the weirdest stuff in the world kind of internet that which is good that really only people, i haven't seen that on in movies i was about like to say ever, that really, really only people who grew up in like the internet era get yeah it's a it's a, it's a very uh, an essentially uh internet child uh, movie and i think that's a good thing i think it's it explores that topic in a very meaningful and uh surprisingly uh mature way yeah it's no I think, it, I think it poses interesting questions through its use of the internet and use of kind of a stupid online <laughs> internet challenge and like it, it does a really good job of making you like 
it examines that um like topic like uh why cultures like that emerge from online and what they mean to people and everything yeah. it's uh it's very interesting yeah no it's a very unique <laughs> very weird very like yeah, i don't know it's good i'd it's, recommend it it's yeah. not my favorite thing in the world no. there's a lot of things that i don't like about it i think it's a little poorly paced uh, yeah it I, I don't know about poorly i don't paced, well here but... i think it's a little roughly written it needed to be rewritten a couple more times i think because while i like what it presents i feel like a lot of the time for how short it is it feels like it's wasting your time that's fair um i will say i really enjoyed the inclusion of jlb as a character it adds a whole different uh dimension to the story and i honestly like one of the most crucial parts of the entire i mean like the the dynamic between the two of them as weird as it is (laughs) is very like no, and I was it's purposefully weird. I it's, was reading an interview um, with the director, um, and they were talking about how like crucial JLB is to like the entire movie, and how um, how it keeps you guessing at their at their motivations and you know stuff like that. It makes for a very interesting watch. Um, also, shout out to Anna Cobb; she's great in this. Yeah, no, this was this was very it was very fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I give it a three and a half out of five. I give it a four and a half out of five. Wow, Rebby, you really, movie. you really just like rating. fantastic. Movie. You know, I've noticed this a lot lately. You've just, been, you've been, like, just, just in general. Like, it started like probably like a month ago. You've just been rating stuff way higher. Yoshi, Yoshi got through to me. All movies are great. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Unless they're not. I was about to say you've just been like consistently rating stuff a half star or a whole star higher than like me or other people that I know. I, I guess I just appreciate film more than you. Wow, well, there you go. He just appreciates <laughs> film more. You've no. heard it here first. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, very good stuff. Like I said, I watched Alien for the very first yeah. time. Um, a life, a, a monumental watch, some might say. Yeah, so uh, go go check out uh, Dead Poets Society. Yeah. Go check out Bringing Out the Dead. Um, hopefully you guys had a good November. Wait, wait, no, October? What is this? No, what month September, is this? September, Rabbi. September. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what month it is. Oh, man. Rabbi, it's my birthday in it's a couple. It's your birthday. And one week and three days. My goodness. Well, now people know when your birthday is. Okay. Now they know. If they want to do the math, I don't know. So send me happy birthdays. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed, and uh, we'll see you uh, in spooky season. Go watch, go watch a Ridley Scott film. Go watch a Ridley Scott movie. Do yourself a favor and go watch uh, Legend, I guess. I don't know. Go watch Alien. Go watch Alien. Prometheus. Prometheus. Mm. Blade Runner. Prometheus is so good. Why don't people like Prometheus? Blade Runner the final cut. Confounding. Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, have fun. Have a good Have a good month. Have a good month. Uh, and we'll catch you Enjoy in the next fall. episode. Oh yeah, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> He's about to click it. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, look forward. We're gonna start our scream series. Soon. Scream. So yeah, look forward to that. Bye.